Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. We're so glad you chose to tune in to another power-packed message by Dr. Maxwell Holland. If you are enjoying these podcasts, then connect with him on Facebook at Maxwell Holland. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Father, we thank you for your precious word this morning. We thank you for the anointing, your grace and your favor, for all that you've done, for all that you're doing and all that you're about to do. We honor you in Jesus' name. We all say amen and amen. Glory be to Jesus. Ezekiel chapter 47 verse 1. The title of my sermon this morning is The Waters Are Rising. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple south of the altar. He brought me out, so the prophet is looking at something that God is doing. And God is showing him, lifting him up. He says, he brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around the outside of the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water. Water running out out on the right side. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits. And he brought me through the waters. The water came to my ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. The water came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the water. The water came up to my waist. Again, he measured, verse 5, again, he measured 1,000. And it was a river that I could not cross. Tell your neighbor, this one you can't cross. Say, tell your neighbor, this one you're going to have to learn how to swim. It says, a river I could not cross for the water was too deep. Your days of shallow Christianity are over. Water in which one must swim. A river that could not be crossed. There comes a time in your walk with God when you can no longer be playing Christianity. I'm telling you, the time is now. You can't dip your toe every now and again in church and then maybe I want to be going to connect group and maybe I want to pray a little bit and then maybe I want to go and, you know, dabble over here and then get involved in this little thing over here. No, I like Joseph Prince. I don't like the way Pastor Max shout. Joseph Prince just likes to speak softly. No, no, I, I, I've got to, you know, everybody's got this thing that they like, that they choose with God. I like this on the menu and I don't like that on the menu. Yet when God gives you a shepherd, he's going to lead you to certain pastures to feed off. I'm not taking everybody's sermons and trying to make up something for you. I've prayed through this and I've asked the Lord what the season looks like. And what is he up to? And so I've got to lead you to these paths and into these green pastures. And we all, even the children's ministry, are all feeding off the same pasture. Because as a shepherd, it's my responsibility to give you the right food. And not all of it is going to get you to jump up and down. No amens on that one. Okay, fine. He said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned there along the bank of the river, there there were very many trees. Let me just deal with the one side first. Give me the leader of the children's click ministry. Please come here. I need you on here though. Yeah, just stand there. You need help? Okay, you're cool. You're good. He says, I see water flowing. 
and it's water that's running, it's starting in the temple. He says, but I see this water's rising. He says, the first thing that I see, I'm doing a measurement, it's to his ankles. Then I see, I've measured again, and it's now come to his knees. Clap your hands and the Goshoni is growing. Tell him. Say, well done, you're growing spiritually. Because your, knee, your ankles have got to do with the fact that you are the righteousness of God. That you know who you are. If you don't know who you are, you, are, you have to be stuck in a job. You don't have a choice. Go look for work. But when you know who you are, you can tread on places that others can't go. I said you can go to places others can't go. As a child of God, God's going to give you business, give you ministry, show you which way to go because you are the righteousness of God. That's why he says wherever the soles of your feet will tread. Coming into the promised land, it's about territory. That means when you go to the, your job, when you come into the company, everything must shift because the righteousness has come there. Your feet have stepped into that place. Everything must shift. Come on, somebody. There's got to be healing in that church or in that business. There's got to be healing. There's got to be strategies because you are there. You are the righteousness of God. That company cannot go down while you are there. Why? You are blessed of the Lord. You are the righteousness of God. So when you know who you are, you can walk where God tells you to walk. We've just got news from Dubai. Pastor Lutfi's, all his visas and things are in place. He's resigning. We start up in Dubai. Why? Because wherever the soles of our feet must tread. Listen to me. They never had a law. The law was, you can only come in here if your husband gets accepted in Dubai, the woman can join in. But no woman can walk in there and then bring a family with. He's waited three years. I, I go to India last year. I stop over in Dubai. And I command that the laws change. You're not hearing me. As an apostle, I said, God, it is not right that this man be separated from his wife for three years. It is, we can't be waiting for these laws to change. And you're going to have to make a way right now that this man gets in here. Six months later, they were the first ones on the, knocking on the door. They've just approved it. It's done. It's done. They've got to change the laws because of the kingdom. When you know who you are, it's number one, because you understand your authority. You trample on scorpions and snakes. You don't tolerate the enemy's work in your life. It's number two. Knees. This is where your knees, where you're growing up in your prayer life, you know that when you pray, things shift. It's your prayer life. Your knees are getting wet this season. The truth is that we've been trained as 14 years. You should have been grown up by now. You can't still be praying gentle Jesus, meek and mild. You can't be praying baby prayers anymore. Your mother taught you that it's not good enough. I love babies, but a man with a dummy, a 50-year-old man with a dummy in his mouth is ridiculous. The next level is your waist. It's your reproductive organs. He says, I'm seeing that this man can produce things in the spirit. No, not another baby. I'm talking about a fruitful mind. 
things that God can speak to you and say, I want you to carry for change to the next generation. It's God's idea. We're carrying this thing. We gave birth to it. Then God says to the next one, now produce click. Get the children's ministry up and running the way it should be. What? That's coming from the loins. It's not coming from the world. I never got it in a textbook. You get it by the Spirit of God. 318 leadership engine. How to raise up leaders. We're doing it that way. Your payday. Here's the book. It comes by the Spirit of God. Why? It was produced from the loins. I can hear the Holy Spirit and I can document God said only eight chapters and this is what goes in every chapter. I mean, you're still not saying amen and you're not interested. It's fine. But I'm doing what God told me to do. Why? It's not come from another man. It's come by my loins. Because that's how it works with God. Now, when you come to church, when you come into the house of God, when you come into the temple, the temple is for teaching. Pastor Brian will help you with that. That when God brings you into the temple, He's teaching, who, teaching you who you are. He's showing you that you're made in the image of God. He's teaching you how to walk with authority. He's teaching you how to pray. He's teaching you how to produce things for the kingdom of God. If you don't understand this, you don't have a choice to begin to work for a boss. And he puts a skill in your hand, and for the rest of the days, go and work in Chinatown. Go. You want to do that? Go and work. The Chinas are coming for you. And you can't follow work. It was never supposed to be that way. God needed you to produce things, hear his voice, and produce. How many times do you clap a, a, a year? Huh? Twelve times. Wait until the boss pays you. Not in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, when you have your payday, you can have your hands clapping every single day. What is God doing with you? The temple and the water is rising to raise up a man that can stand knowing who they are. You're made in the image and likeness of God. There's two parts. Your image has got to do with the class. So God fixes the class of who you are. The likeness has got to do with your ability to function. Watch now Ezekiel 47. He measures him and he's gone to a place where he can produce. But from this point, you can't move any further. From here, you have to learn how to swim. Your days of going to church are over. You can't play that church game anymore. Because God's calling, thank you. Clap your hands and appreciate the man. So now, he sees this man. Give me verse 7, Ezekiel 47, 7. Pick up from verse 7. When I returned there along the bank of the river, he says in verse 5, he says, look, now this is a river. You can't, you can't walk anymore. One, you must swim. It's too deep. He says, then he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the rivers go will live. He says, I'm creating this water that's rising in the temple, in the church is going to flow outside of the church and it's going to go into the nations and into territories 
And wherever this water flows, healing. Everything that goes in there, it's going to live. Everything that's going to happen to you when you get into the river, you begin to live. Now that Erin's in the corporate world and doing business out there, she's more alive here than she's been now than she's ever been before. Because you come alive in the river. You're not hearing me. You, you've been so domesticated, like a little kitty cat in the church. You were supposed to be violent out in the world. And it only happens when you get into the river. Because when God throws you in the river, the river flows out of the sanctuary and goes into the streets. It goes into business. It goes into media. It goes into arts and entertainment. It goes into government. It goes into education. The rivers flow from here. The reason why people are struggling is because you have a church mindset and not a kingdom mindset. There is a difference between the church and the kingdom. So the church is to get your identity straight. The kingdom is for you to swim in. There are kingdom waters that you need to swim in. The things that God is doing and what He did last week was to bring everybody into the river. He says when you get into the river, everywhere this river goes, things come alive. You don't look alive yet. <laughs> I said everything comes alive when you get into this river. If you are alive, wave your hands at least and clap your hands and bless the Lord this morning. Here's the cool thing. He says... There'll be a very great multitude of fish. There's big breakthrough in the kingdom. Where does that come from? A church mentality. This is how they were praying. I heard them praying. Lord, if you keep him humble, we'll keep him poor. The devil is a liar. This is the kingdom of God and there's big fish here in these waters. I've got word for you. You will be debt free. You are breaking out of that church mindset. You are coming into the rivers with God and you will never be broke another day in your life. Shout amen in this church. Because wherever these kingdom waters go, you're going to find fish that others have been waiting for 10 years for. So when we're getting this breakthrough, our, when, when our ship comes in, for some of the people, you need to put the, on the tombstone, the ship never came in. That's, they died waiting for a ship. You were supposed to get into the river. God's alive. Come on, somebody. God is doing a new thing in your life. Come on, somebody. God is breaking through that religious mindset. You've been trained how to just go to church and not make a noise. Can we just light the candle? Show me in the Bible where it says you must light the candle. I'm giving you scripture. You're supposed to get into the river. Oh, but what's going to happen to the candle? For they will be healed. And everything will live wherever the river goes. I said your marriage is going to live because you are in the river. I said your healing, your health, your body is going to be restored. Every organ is going to be put. Come on, somebody. It's in the river. Your healing is in the river. Your passion, your purpose. The reason why God 
saved you wasn't to come to church was to put you in the river and you're still struggling with that thing you know getting paid a good salary but you don't you can't move anywhere the banks have got you it's like you're doing time working for a boss you were supposed to be your own boss and being led by the spirit of God of what to do and which way to go give me the next verse it shall be that the fishermen will stand from it, stand by it. There will be, there will be places for spreading their nets. Tashira, you're going to be so happy you left your, that, that, that job. And you finally come into your work. Because you're going to find nets. There will be places for spreading their nets. You'll throw out nets and you're going to have a massive catch. You're going to throw out nets wherever you go now. And not just people, but the goods. Because when God sends you into a place, you're casting out nets. Come on, somebody. I see business ideas. I see the revelation of, come on, somebody. You're going to have ideas. You're going to have businesses. The things are going to happen for you from a florist to, to, to barbers. I mean, you've got to see what's happening on this land. New businesses are coming up and, and, and the media center and, and, and making websites. And, 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 but it's, it's busy. Why? We're casting out nets. Your payday. Call to preach in Atlanta. Then they're calling you for India. Then they're calling you into Zambia. Then I got a, a presentation in Cape Town. Then I got another one that's happening in... I mean, I'm preaching a few times this month. And I think only twice next month. In this church. Why? We've spread out nets. Oh, you don't appreciate me? Somebody else will. But I know my value. I know my value. The fish will be the same as the great sea, exceedingly many. Give me verse 11. Let's end this. But its swamps and marshes will not be healed. Have you ever seen the religious system that when they see things happening, they're still offended? No, how do you do this? They're called smelly people because they come from the marshes. It's, they're swampy. Have you, do you know of a swampy Christian? Not you. I'm talking about the one that's outside. Everybody in here is good. We all in the river. But you know, you know of some swampy people, some smelly people, always complaining, always got attitudes, always a problem with it. Oh, the worship was too loud. No, 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 no. They should have, it was too long. It was, it, they, they, they just swampy. They create the problem. They, they will not be healed. But they will be given over to salt. And you know Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. Looking back, you know how, how the old system used to be so good. There's one scripture in the Bible for that. Remember Lot's wife. It's in the Bible. You keep looking back when God says, here's September, here's the new day, here's the river. I don't know how, but if God is saying this river comes from Him, then it must be a good river. And it must be, I, I must be able to can swim here. This is the river I must get in because I've got to take my family into this thing. I've got to get my businesses into this river. I've got to put my marriage into this river. You've got to hear me. This river is for the sons and daughters of the Most High God. And you're going to have to say yes and amen. Verse 12, let's end here. Along the bank of the river, on this side and that, will grow all kinds of trees. God's going to cause things to happen in the marketplace for us. With a kingdom mindset, will grow all kinds of trees used for food. That means you're never going to work to pay off that account ever again. Because 
you're going to have food that the kingdom will produce. That's why when you seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all these things are added. Not when you go to church. When the kingdom's first, then all these things are added. Their leaves will not wither. Your days of experiencing winter are gone. Autumn is gone. And their fruit will not fail. You're never going to come to a place of where you built this great business and you, your family can't eat of its fruit. Your days of having a withered hand are gone. God's healing the withered hand so that you can grab a hold of what belongs to you and your family. Your children's children will bless you for what you've done. They will bear fruit every month. Let me announce it in the heavenlies. Let me announce it in the heavenlies. I see the hands up already. Let me announce it in the heavenlies. You're going to have, you know how before in the world, you used to have too much month for your money. You're going to have too much money for your month. You're never going to run out ever again. You've got to hear me. Your days are being broke over. You're going to run over and over and over every single month, every single month. You're going to say, what was this deposit? Oh no, that was your salary. Already. Oh my word. Because, why? Why is it didn't happen like that for you? Read with me. Because the water flows from the sanctuary. Not because you're clever in business. But because you are understanding the importance of the house of God. There's no separation between, there is a separation between the kingdom and, and the church. But if you do not honor the church, you can't flow in these waters. Because these waters flow from us. This anointing comes from the house. And if you dishonor the house, it dries up for you. You become swampy and smelly as a child of God. Not that God doesn't love you, but you can't travel here because these waters are for sons and daughters only. Now let's understand, there's a difference between the kingdom and the church. The church is the vehicle through which the movement is possible in the kingdom. So when Romans 8, 19 says, Romans 8, 19 says, the whole earth, come on guys, work with me. Uh, Romans 8, 19. The, the earth is eagerly waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. The earth is waiting for sons. That tells me only sons can swim in these waters. Not church people. Only sons can manage the kingdom waters. Everybody else drowns in them. Only sons can carry this next move of God. So what is God giving? He's giving you a temple, a church. John 7, 14. John 7, 14. Now about the middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. So the temple, when you come into the house of God, the temple is for teaching. The kingdom is for territories. So why, do you, why are you a part of a church? Because we're teaching you principles. We're teaching you kingdom principles. It's in here where we train you up to be who God has called you to be. But then you go to swim in those waters and your companies are healed and you're able to produce things for the kingdom of God. Please say amen. Verse 15 says, 
the Jews were astonished. They said, how is it that this man has learning, is so versed in the sacred scriptures and in theology when he has never studied? Because in the house of God, I'm not giving you an education. You want a motivational speech? There are plenty of them. You want a degree? Go to Wits. Go to a university. Go and study somewhere else. If you want revelational knowledge, you come to the house of God. If you want to know what the Spirit of God is saying, you come to the house of God. And that's where you get taught. Because we don't increase through time. We increase through revelation. The territories, the anointing, there's an anointing for the house to raise you up. And then there's an anointing for the territories for you to swim. Hallelujah. Because from here, the message you should, once the, the sun has been raised, the river that is here, there should be a big sign on the side written there for sons only, for the matured only. Babas can't get in here. You will drown in these waters. Why? There's a certain kind of mentorship. There's a certain kind of training that must take place for you to, to navigate these waters. Built in the apostolic structures means that you're no longer a slave but a son of God. You, as a son of God, you now begin to understand your responsibility to the house of God. Because what you believe is either setting you free or setting you for further bondage. So go and check the people you're hanging out with. Go and check the people that are offended. Because normally, you can't speak to somebody who's in the waters. If there's gossip taking place, it's only on the side. If there's murmuring and complaining, it's only on the side. Take a swimmer, swim, hola. Yeah, 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 we're swimming. And we can wave. If you're swimming, give a good wave. And let the devil know, you'll never see me here at this place again. Come on, somebody. The days of bondage are over. And sometimes when you're hanging around with the wrong people, and, the, and they, they, especially family structures, they reinforce the bondage of the culture of the soul's house. But when we had the Methodist church, it wasn't like this. This is not the Methodist church. There is a method that they got. There's a method that we got. You need to understand the importance of breaking from religious structures. You get to enter places others cannot as a son of God. You get to experience what others cannot. Meaning you get to swim because they cannot. Let me, let me, let me show you as we're dealing with these levels. The first level is the green space is you being in Christ. The next level is where you now need to connect with other people in Christ, in the body of Christ. Watch now, the triangle. Jesus is one. He now gathers with others. Let me say this to the business people. Hear your apostle today. Can you see this, these levels? Let's take Jesus' ecclesia and the kingdom away. The ecclesia level or the church level is also the business level. The business people like to take out principles from the kingdom. And they use it for their businesses. They don't know God. Every successful business is built on kingdom principles. They don't know Jesus, but they've taken the principles of the kingdom and their business works. Because those are principles on the second layer. 
Here's what's important to understand. You see that top kingdom space is only reserved for sons and daughters. I'll give you scripture to back what I'm saying. There was a man by the name of Joseph. Joseph, he's got a dream in his heart. God puts a dream in his heart. He then goes as a 17-year-old. And young ones, remember what I'm saying to you this, this, this morning. God will give you a dream as a 17-year-old. He's, he's raising them up younger and younger. Watch. There's a 12-year-old girl that came to the service last week and got slain and could tell her mother. Mother called me up on Monday morning and said, listen to what happened to my daughter. 12 years old. Because while the devil's going younger and younger, God's saying, I still got them. Come on, God still got your children. That kingdom is reserved for those people. So here comes this boy Joseph that God prepares. Joseph is wrongly accused. He's put in prison. He's helping people with his gift. He's helping others fulfill their purpose. He says, don't forget me when you get out. Then finally, Pharaoh has a nightmare. I want to pick up Genesis 41, 28. Pharaoh has a nightmare. And he says, I need somebody to interpret this dream. I need somebody with this gift. Follow with me now. This thing, this is the thing which I spoken to Pharaoh. So he goes and he fetches out Joseph. The guy says, I remember, man. There was a guy that can interpret dreams. He's in, he's in, he's in jail. I forgot about him. He says, go and fetch him. When Joseph comes out, he says, this is the thing which I've spoken to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he's about to do. So he gives him his dream about the seven years, you know, the, the gaunt and, and, and the lean cows. And, and you know the story. I'm not going to get into it. So he says, indeed, seven years of great plenty will come through after all the land of Egypt. But after them, seven years of famine will arise and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt and the famine will deplete the land. So the plenty will not be known in the land because of the famine following for it will be very severe. And the dream was repeated to Pharaoh twice because, so he's telling Pharaoh now, he says, you see the reason why you, you dreamt this thing twice? He says, because the thing is established by God and God will, bring it, will, will shortly bring it to pass. Now therefore, he now gives him, he says, I not only can interpret your dream, I can tell you what you must do as a son of God, sons of God, like the sons of Issachar, who understood the times and the seasons, and what Israel ought to do. Don't just give me scripture. Don't just tell me about this dream. And you say like, okay, so what's God saying? This is the reason why you have this gift on the inside of you. That's why you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. When, you're, when your boss is dealing with drama, you can give him a solution. He says, now therefore let Pharaoh select a discerning and a wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. He doesn't say, hey, hey, I'm not giving you my stuff. Promote me. He says, no. This is what you have to do. Select a, do this. Let him appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt, the seven plentiful years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. Gives him strategy. Then that food shall be as, re, as a reserve for the land for the seven years of famine for which shall be in the land of Egypt that the land may not perish during the famine. So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. Watch now. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this? A man in whom is the Spirit of God. Wow. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, 
There's no one as discerning as wise as you. I say that's your portion in the marketplace. There'll be no one as discerning and as wise as you in the marketplace. Next verse. You, sh you shall be over my house and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne, I will be greater than you. Are you listening, church? Here is, here are the principles. God takes Joseph, raises him up. He now brings him before Pharaoh. Pharaoh is having dreams and he's having nightmares. But Pharaoh can't get what the sons are getting. Pharaoh can't function up here. He is an unbeliever. He has to find somebody who has the wisdom of God, the anointing of God upon his life. He's got to find a man who's wise and discerning and he takes all of his kingdom and he puts it in the hands of the kingdom of God. And Joseph is able to save the nation because nobody can live up there unless you are a son of God. Please shout and say amen in this church. Put up the payday triangle again. Put it up again. Watch. That kingdom space is only reserved for you. The question is, when are you going to grow up and possess and swim these waters? That's why Joseph was sent out of the land. God trained him in the waters. So when Joseph stood before Pharaoh, God prepares his boy 17 years for one conversation. One conversation. All that God has been doing all these years is so you can have one conversation with the one in authority. And life changes forever. You are wise and you are discerning. God's bringing you to your next level of kingdom waters. Come on. Shout amen in this church. Let me end. Ah. Everything in this world is being shaken. I want to just touch quickly for the next seven minutes on understanding mentorship. In the season, I really believe that you're going to need a mentor. Mentorship, Mike Murdoch says, is learning through the pain of someone else. Mentorship is about pursuing someone who's been there before. Every year, our trip to Chicago is about mentorship pursuing. I pursue that relationship. I serve that vision because we have our own vision here. And I'm busy with something so that I can learn things I've never knew before. I don't have to make the mistakes that they've made before. Why? Because I'm, your mentorship is learning through the pain of someone else. So Jesus is building a team and is mentoring them and training them to swim in kingdom waters. He now takes them and he takes these 12 and Jesus is prepared for 30 years on the, on the white space. He's now going to have to build a team. And he starts to mentor them around kingdom waters. Watch how powerful mentorship is. Watch. Matthew chapter 4 verse 18. Give me, give me first Luke chapter 5 verse 1. You all know the story. Are you tracking with me this morning? I don't see it. Work with me. Luke chapter 5 please. You know the story of Peter and the call of Peter. So Jesus uses his boat and then he says, give me your business and then I'm going to I'm going to preach it and put it because your business can't be first. The kingdom's got to be first. So Peter's not catching anything because the kingdom has got nowhere. There's no reference of the kingdom inside of him. 
So when finally God gets, Jesus gets his attention while, he's, while he is washing. I have got to read this. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two boats standing by the lake by the fishermen. But, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. So he's busy with his business and his business came up with nothing. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he taught. Because temple first, territory is next. i got to teach you first in the temple before you can go out into the world. The temple is for teaching. So he's got to teach and put faith in them. Then he begins to speak about the river that's flowing. So he says, okay, I want to show you something. Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. I want to show you kingdom style. You've been operating in the world style. I want to show you the kingdom and its power. And Simon answered and said, Master, we've toiled. Because the world system will keep you in toil. It was designed to kill you. Not to refresh you. And caught nothing. He says, but because of my, your word, I'm putting my faith in your word of this kingdom. Watch now. We've toiled and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Look at his unbelief. Your unbelief is letting God know, eh? He said, start businesses. you got one business. It's called the Spaza shop around the corner. Okay, let me get over here. When, and when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners. So who are the partners? In, a, in, a, in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so they began to sink. Peter lost the day. Peter's partners saved the day. Watch who the partners are. Give me now Matthew. What did I ask for? Matthew chapter? No. Give me another. Matthew 4, 18. So now Jesus is calling them to come and walk with him. And he's going to mentor them. Have a look. Jesus... Walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew's brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. So Matthew says, I recall how he called them. It's a little different to what, to what Peter says, or Dr. Luke says, of how he, he, he got Peter. He says, when he called, Matthew says, my recollection of this thing is that these two boys, he called them because they were casting a net. That's all he says. He says, then he said to them, Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. So we know the story in the book of Luke that Luke actually fell on his knees and said, I'm a sinful man. He says, well, from now on you're, gonna catch, you're gonna, not going to catch fish, you're going to catch men, but take up your cross and follow me. So he calls them that way. They immediately left their nets and followed him. But now watch. Going from there, he saw two other brothers. So look at the other disciples. James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, what were they doing? While Peter was washing his net, these two boys were being mentored by their father. Their father was saying, in these kingdom waters, there's a big catch in here. 
And I need to mentor you because the day is coming that you better be ready with your nets because God's about to break the sea. Can I announce it in the heavenlies that this is the season that the big fish is about to hit in this church. All the sons and daughters that have been busy being mentored, being trained up in kingdom waters. We are about to hit on someone say, big fish! Because they had a mentor to mentor them into these waters. You can't walk into these waters by yourself. I, if I can tell you how much millions we've invested in the last 14 years. Traveling, studying, buying books, changing our whole mindset from Bahamas and all that God has done to train us to think kingdom. Because Saul's house will kill you. God's raising up a house of sons and daughters that are willing and obedient and they are submitted to the structures and they're being mentored in the season because we are training you for the big fish. The day is coming. I said there's big fish in these waters. I said kingdom waters are big waters. Come on, somebody. There's big fish in these waters. Somebody shout amen. You're going to need a mentor. I can't get into this morning because I'm out of time. But in the book of Esther, you'll find that she was mentored. Oh, let's go quickly there. Esther chapter 2 verse 15. Listen, my friend. Listen, my friend. When, when opportunity knocks, it's too late to prepare. I've been trying to help you. Your business and all that God's got going in this river. Now when the turn, you know the story with Esther and how she was prepared months, six months for this event, for one event. Now when the turn came for Esther, the daughter of Abihel, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as his daughter to go to the king. Here's her mentor, Mordecai, to go to the king. She requested nothing but what Hagar, the king's eunuch, the custodian of the woman advised. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. Look at the connection. Look at the connection. Esther is about to have this moment before the king. First of all, she's mentored by her uncle. And she's gone through the process. And she's been gone through time. But when her turn had come, she still said, you're the one who knows more what the king wants. She never went with her own. This is my color dress. I, I like this color. No, no, no. She said, tell me what the king wants. And I will get mentorship from you. And so I, when I enter in, I'm not going to waste my turn. Can I tell you this morning, there are people that come all the way. God worked them in time. But when their turn comes for promotion, they're stinky, no protocol, village mentality, attitudes, messes up everything when it's their turn but not you. Come on, agree with me this morning. Say, not me. Say, not me. Because, you see, something happens in time when God uses time to prepare you. He prepares you in time so that your turn can come. So when God calls you and He says, it's time to go and sing in Italy, then you take your, time, your turn. Oh, you're going to help me in the kingdom. The way it works in the kingdom of God is that your turn must come. Because God will put numbers in the queue. And when your turn comes, 
even if you were half asleep, they'll say, my brother, is that your number? It's your turn. It's your turn. Shake your neighbor awake this morning and say, it's your turn. Come on, come on, just knock them and say, hey, hey, wake up, it's your turn. Yeah, you've, you've, you've waited all this time for your turn. Come on, somebody. It's your turn. It's your turn. God's called your number. Your number has been called. It's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. Shout amen in this church. That's why don't waste your time with people. Those that are wasting your time is going to make sure you miss your turn. Kingdom culture, no stress, no toil. Final, final scripture. Isaiah 61 verse 3, then I'm done. Isaiah 61 verse 3. Look at the three levels. David was anointed three times to kill Goliath in Hebron to deal with relationships and then became king in Zion. The highest is Zion. It's the place where we spawn God ideas. Babylon spawns all wicked ideas. Babylon is, is a whore. They, they spew off ideas and pass legislation for our education systems, for our children to be taught about sex and, 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 because the, it's coming out of Babylon. It's, Babylon means without God. They don't have the fear of the Lord on the inside of them, and your children must live under their ideas. But when you come into Zion, why does God want you up in Zion? Because you're going to spawn. It's the birthing place of God ideas and righteousness for business, for education, for government. God needs you up in Zion. He needs you up in Zion. He needs you to become an influencer. Stop fighting a church level when God's calling you up into the kingdom. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Uh, just go verse 2. Jesus is announcing this. Go back one verse. To pro proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. Now listen. To console those, those who mourn in Zion. Give that to me in the King James Version. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. That means when you come into the kingdom in its waters, God appoints you as a pastor, as a leader, in business, in media. He, it's the place where he appoints you. He gives you your assignment. And when you get your appointment and your assignment in Zion, not in the church. In Zion, that means everybody gets involved. Someone's called to government. Someone's called to the education Someone's called to media. Someone's called to arts and entertainment. Someone's called to the family structures. Someone's called to go and lead a church. Everything, it's, you, you're birthing ideas out of Zion. And it doesn't look like the world. To appoint unto them that morning Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. <laughs> the oil of joy for mourning. Some of you have been mourning in your companies. Every day you hate going to the job. Because you're not operating out of Zion. You, you're coming to church. Instead of getting to the river and swimming. 
the garment of praise for the spirit to be heaviness. You were not supposed to be living heavy. You were not supposed to be living tired every single day and, and them sucking the life out of you in a company. What is that? Listen to me. You were supposed to be happy. Some people are looking so shocked. Really? Yes! Uh, uh, can, can we get happy in church? Not, not even in church. Every day. Come on, somebody. Your days are staying on tablets and Oh, tablets to make you sleep and then tablets to make you awake and then you're not sure if it's Monday or Thursday. What rubbish is that? You were supposed to use your gift for the kingdom of God and you were supposed to use your strength to bring a, be a blessing in this nation. You can't even clap your hands. No, you're going to give a stronger clap this morning. I'm not stopping until you clap the way you should. Listen now. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they may be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. He's going to plant you. He plants the righteous amongst the wicked. He's going to plant you in a company. He's going to plant you in a community. He's going to plant you for your purpose. He's going to plant you so you can grow. Then you'll be happy. Come on somebody. Why? So that he might be glorified. Let's stand, lift our hands and bless the Lord this morning.